We're joined on the line here by Matt Braid, the head of ARG. Matt, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. What is ARG doing right now to try and keep their staff busy and to keep the wheels of the uh, group turning? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a difficult time for obviously everybody and, and we're no different. So from a group perspective, we're spending our time obviously not being other race, but we're spending the time working out really the various scenarios that, that could be possible to get racing again. So at this point in time, you know, taking account the government restrictions and obviously other health protocols, which we're, we're monitoring closely uh, in conjunction with Motorsport Australia. Uh, we're effectively looking at, at the various calendar options that, uh, you know, with different start times, different locations, that, yeah, if we can get the green light to go forward, we can obviously we can obviously select the right option to, to move. So, yeah, most of our time is is working, obviously, amongst our team and also in the days on with Motorsport Australia, looking at various dates, tracks of track availability, um, et cetera, et cetera, just trying to format, you know, when would be the ideal or which is the, which is the appropriate calendar option ideally select once we know we can go forward. When you're when you're dealing with your stakeholders, as in the teams, how are you able to negotiate uh, the conversations? Because there's the conversations you are having directly with Motorsport Australia that I imagine you have to then filter down and uh, make sure they're well informed on what's going on as well. Yeah, that's true, definitely. And the, the category managers in our business are in day-to-day communication with all the teams and the respective categories that we have. Um, you know, even if there's no news, it's a case of just touching base to make sure you know, understand where their positions are, providing information or, or updates where we can. And we've been doing that via phone and invariably email most weeks. And uh, yeah, we, we are working towards having you know, moving to shortly to some video conferencing where we'll be able to again provide fully an update, more in a, a personalised update. With all of us on online rather than just via email or phone, um, and they are, you know, to, the, to their credit, you know, they're all racers. They're very keen to get going as soon as possible, as are we. But, but they do understand the current circumstances that we're in, and obviously Motorsport Australia in as well, and trying to, to navigate what the landscape will look like. So they've been very understanding, and likewise, we're we're working with them to understand what their needs are and preferences are, and obviously the pressures are on their respective businesses and teams to race, and. Just, just in general, keeping up communication as best we can, uh, and uh, ideally uh, feeding through some, some more information, some updated information when it comes to hand. How's your business going? Have you, you know, had to uh, had to let go of people? Have you had to restructure the way you do business internally, and and those sorts of things? Yeah, I, I think we, we've. Uh, we restructured a lot of the tasks, obviously, for the moment. You know, we're a small team anyway, and, and a lot of a lot of our staff do multiple multiple things. So, um, just by nature of being a relatively small business, so everyone's adapted very well. Everyone's working very much on on various aspects of the way forward. Um, obviously, we've looked at obviously staff costs and so forth. We've had to make some reductions there, um, you know, in line with that. But yeah, we're effectively for us, it's about putting us in the best place to uh, effectively get some work done, what we need to do to, to come out of this and then obviously get back on scene and obviously everyone, everyone, will, be, uh, everyone will be part of ARG going forward to, to, um, to get back on track and, and uh, get going when we can get going. Now, ARG is in a position where you do have a lot, of, uh, a lot of partners who have got a lot of competing interests. So when you can 
set a calendar and when you can start talking about going racing again, how much is it going to be viable to manage a compressed season and still be able to keep Seven and, and your TV production group, which is Supercars Media, and all that able to produce the stuff you need to make it viable? Yeah, no, that's, that's all part of the planning process. So with so many stakeholders, we do have to keep everyone abreast of it. And that's when I've talked before about the various calendar and event options we have uh, sort of lined up. You know, we're, we're talking sort of plans of A to F, effectively, multiple scenarios. And it is actually working in with all the stakeholders to see which scenario works best for them or which multiple scenarios might work. And that way that will allow us to make a decision accordingly. You know, it won't be perfect for everybody. I think there's always going to be a compromise, but if ever there was a time for compromise, it's now. And, and we are seeing that with all our stakeholders. Everyone realises that this isn't perfect at the moment and we're going to have to make the, the best of the situation for the rest of the year. Um, but realistically, you know, I think there's so far we haven't had any, uh, any roadblocks. You know, everyone's been very cooperative and I think it's more a case of understanding uh, where we can get going and then obviously working with the likes of you know, supercars and other other uh, other events that ideally there's no conflicts if we're going to avoid it. You know, but depending on how condensed the calendar has to, has to be at the back of the year, there could obviously be a few few issues as far as you know, trying to squeeze in multiple multiple races for multiple categories. But at this stage, um, you know, we're working very close to everybody and quite confident we can have a, a good viable calendar for the back end of this year. Knowing that Seven, your television partner, is about to get a big hole in its in its sort of July August program, and if it's feasible, can you, with the range and diverse categories that you run, are you in a position where you could set up a weekend race, Sydney Motorsport Park under lights if it's ready by then, or another track under lights that is uh, viable to do? and then have another race the following weekend. Are you in a, a position by splitting the categories across you could offer that sort of product? If those types of scenarios have been looked at. Uh, at this stage, I think it would be unlikely, though. You never say never, but the, what we are, Seven is very comfortable at this point in time on the, on the current uh, options we put forward. Um, they're, they're equally, they have a lot of other sports. They are, again, juggling themselves on, the, on their roster, so to speak, as far as moving calendars. So... They're very conscious not to have too many options or too too many sort of wild alternatives, for want of a better term, um, on the table because they want to make sure they can fit again all the all the sports content that they'd like to obviously within the network. So we are we are very much cognizant of them as a broadcaster and their ability to do that. Um, and equally to the only other thing which would probably um, go against something like that would be the majority of categories do want to try and have um, you know the back to back or you know. Uh, week by week uh, event would probably not work in the back end of the year. Most of the teams would prefer to have a, a, as wide a spacing as possible, obviously to ensure the timing preparation. Um, you know, there's uh, you know, there's any damage to the cars, and also commercially allow them to sort of structure themselves as best as possible, revenue wise, the back end of the year. So I don't think you'll see us doing some rapid fire, uh, round by round type um, series in, in any of the categories. Preferably the back end of the year, if, if if it does get if our ability to go racing does get delayed and push back further, then that again that could be something which we could explore in more detail. But at this stage, well, we prefer not to. Yeah, fair enough. Better choice. Do you think, with what you're experiencing now, that you'll actually change the way you've been doing business when you get back to the new normal? 
Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. And I think we we haven't had to challenge our structure and the way we've done things at this point in time. I think certainly uh, the way we geared the business and, you know, we are relatively small and a relatively new business and we're still quite nimble. So we, we find we're in a position we have been able to adapt, um, particularly from a category point of view. Most of the categories are either mature categories or new categories, but we're very consciously looking at the cost control in those categories. So I think certainly if, you know, from a cost point of view, we'd certainly look at seeing what further measures we could do to obviously assist teams and competitors to run in those categories for the back end of the year. But thankfully, we're not coming from a from a uh, you know an overexpensive position in some of these categories. It's more a case of fine tuning where we can and finding some savings where we can. That's probably the only thing we'd look at in the short term. Uh, longer term, I think it depends on how the motorsport landscape uh, is, is positioned post the, the COVID nineteen crisis. So if things do change, I'd like to think we're in a pretty good position that we can adapt accordingly and maybe look at look at opportunities as well. So yeah, we are fortunate that we. We're, we're fortunate we're still coming we're coming out of a startup phase for the business and um, being relatively small uh, and we said being nimble and obviously having you know, we've got a good team of people in place and we've got some great people working in our categories as well and, and they like what we're doing which is which is which is always better you know better than not and then you know the cooperation's there so I'd love to think that we're, we actually are already fairly well armed to come out of this crisis as well but you know, we won't we won't be sitting still. We'll always be looking at ways to improve the business, improve the categories, and certainly look for opportunities that might present themselves. Mm. What's surprised you most about, firstly, your people, and then about your stakeholders, how they've responded and how they've worked with you through this period? Yeah, look, I think it's been very difficult, as I said from the outset, for everybody. Um, but I think that I mean, personally, the team of people we've got, we've got a great team of people in ARG. Um, you know, we're very, very small, but everyone gets along well. Everyone works very hard and pitches in. Um, that hasn't changed. If anything, it, it's picked up. Everyone's working ugly harder than what they even were beforehand. And the communication aspect and the ability of people to understand what's going on and, and work with each other and show that flexibility is there. So, again, I'm, I'm, by nature of the people we've got working for us, I'm not surprised that they've, they've reacted in that way and behaved that way and performed that way. You know, we've got a really good, good bunch of people and we've got an, an investor group that's very passionate about the business very commercially oriented and understand the situation and we're working, working very heavily in that as well. And I think, uh, yeah, outside the business, I think, you know, motorsport, it's a big family too. There's been a lot of contact with people outside of uh, our business and, and other business like supercars and other categories and so forth. And and also, I guess, the other thing is the resilience of the teams. You know, these, you know, motorsport's an expensive business. There's some commercial partners heavily involved in many categories, both at, at our level and also at team level. Uh, the commercial support is still largely there, which is fantastic. So there has been really good support from, from commercial partners today. And uh, and things like we've seen this adapt, like we've done over CRARG, Zeroes, there's some others. We put that together fairly quickly. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the fact that everybody is still very passionate about what they do. They're working very hard and, and always looking for opportunities, which you can, really can't ask for more than that. Mm. And where was... E-series racing or E-racing, I-racing in your uh, schedule of things to do before uh, the beginning of this year? Yeah, look, so e-sports, obviously, that's a fascinating part of the sports landscape in general. And obviously, as it relates to motorsport, it's certainly gathered steam as well. And we had it, you know, we had it on our radars more so probably on a category basis. So we, we knew that you know, TCR 
uh, globally working on the uh, TCR esports platform. Likewise, Transam have just launched their esports platform, and they were working on that prior to the crisis. But both of them have actually been able to bring forward the start of those. And then from our point of view, it was yeah, we uh, we really want to offer something to provide some content for the fans, and particularly also the teams and drivers that are racing the series. And I think what we've been able to do is, you know, while we while we have potentially access to the CCR series in the future, and while we do potentially have access to the Transam series in the future that that builds on the E series side, um, the team, you know, at ARG putting together really quickly our own esports series, which can which combine drivers from all the categories under the ARG portfolio, and also using different types of cars, which either reflected directly or indirectly the categories that are running. I think that's really really good, and we've almost you know we've shown that. That's the benefit, I think, of ARG. We could combine all those together under one roof, so to speak, than when we do our eSports series. So, yeah, we, we, we were looking, certainly looking at an eSeries type scenario into the future, um, but certainly the crisis has been has meant that we've been able to bring that forward and, and, and move very quickly on it. And I think, you know, it's, it's actually here to stay. I think we'll see the eSeries being a component of our sport, um, you know, from here on in, in varying degrees of, as, uh, as we get back to normal. Well, Matt, we wish you all the very best for the uh, rest of this season, and uh, we're all going to be very interested to see how it all plays and falls into place uh, once a lot more information comes to hand for everyone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much. We appreciate your support, and then, like everybody, concerned uh, state of our allergies, looking forward to going racing as soon as we possibly can. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.